We pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord, we give you permission, as always, to do what you desire. Make our minds, hearts, and souls fertile soil, that your word may bear great fruit in our life. Illuminate the scriptures for us. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Before I get into the homily, a welcome to Father John Mary and Father Gabriel, uh, two of the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal who are with us uh, today and, and some of tomorrow. And we'll mention they're going to be giving a talk uh, right, after, right after Mass here. Today's All Saints Day. It's this beautiful day where the church acknowledges very tangibly one, our call, like everyone called to sanctity. And that heaven, right, in heaven now, there, there are more souls than just those the church has officially canonized. We have the official canon of souls that the church is like, yep, this person, we know they lived this life in this way in communion with the Lord, and, and they're in heaven. But the, this Feast of All Saints is a reminder, and it's a tangible celebration, an act of worship before our God and thanksgiving, an acknowledgement that, one, there are more souls, right, than are in that canon, and two, a reminder for all of us that this is what God desires, is that we would become saints. It is God's desire. So this is really important for us to understand. I mean, in Catholicism, always, we want to avoid either extreme. And there's always temptation and a movement to either extreme. So we say, okay, God desires our holiness and the Lord loves us and he has offered his life for us in the midst of our sin as scripture tells us as the church continues to talk. Then so we could be like, okay, well, great. Well, then we don't really need to do anything. You know? This is what I like to call Barney Jesus. You know, like, I love you. You love me. Everybody's okay. We're good. Like Barney. Barney Jesus is not real. Okay? There's no Barney Jesus. The other extreme is this, okay, well, this call to sanctity, and the, and the church is clear, and the Lord is clear about striving, right? Striving for holiness, which we need to, to live a life of discipleship, to strive to pray, to, to grow in virtue, to evangelize and live an, an apostolic life. It's very important in our life of discipleship. But where we can end up and where people who are going to be at Mass today, right, most of you probably aren't leaning towards Barney Jesus. If you are, again, he's not real, right, you know. Sin's real. Consequences of sin are real. And we need to pray for the grace of the Lord to convict our hearts of sin, sin that maybe we're aware of, sin that we're not aware of, that we can come to him with real repentant hearts, confident in his mercy, and experience conversion. Very important. But also... Again, probably folks who are here at Mass today, there may be more of a temptation to say, okay, well, I just got to try harder and harder and harder and harder and harder. And the reason that I'm a saint, not a saint right now is because I haven't tried hard enough. And there's this subtle movement to self-reliance. 
It's very subtle because we do need to strive. Right? Laxity in the spiritual life, laxity in the life of discipleship is a sin, acedia, achadia, however you want to pronounce it. It's a big deal. But this subtle movement can be for us to become self-reliant. That I'm focusing more on my own efforts than the work of God. The one who, 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 whose work is more important in the life of sanctity is not ours. It is the Lord's. And so the beginning and end of growth and sanctity is, is just to confidently come before the Lord, pray for the grace of faith, and to I'll give him permission to do whatever he wants to do. Lord, I give you permission to do in my life whatever you want to do. And I pray, Lord, for the grace to be attentive and receptive to your movement and your work in my life. Like that is the call. I was recently just, I mean, because this is a consistent struggle in my own self interiorly, whether other priests that I know I'm talking to, my spiritual director and all this, is like, okay, great, great, great. Like that can sound like, all right, well, then like, you don't, need to, you don't need to try to strive for virtue or you don't really need to work very hard or you need to do anything. And so it kind of feels like spiritual couch potato is what, what, what I can hear. And that voice is the voice of the enemy saying, hey, you are just a piece of junk and you're just not trying hard enough. And so just more and more and more and more and more. And then it actually, if I look at my life in those times and those periods, is that not actually bearing any real fruit? I'm just getting more frustrated and discouraged. When I live what Jesus is saying here in the Beatitudes, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Like, Lord, without you, I genuinely can do nothing. Nothing. And I was having this conversation with a priest who... Um, he just looked up to you as a holy, saintly man, a very wise man. We were just kind of having this conversation, having this conversation with some other folks. And the priest, he said this. He said, the wonder and the beauty of the saints is not that they became sinless. Right? We can have this notion, okay, well, saint means someone who doesn't sin and never sins. And, and I know this because my own life or like in the confessional all the time is like, okay, well, like, but like, I, like, I just keep sinning. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's because we're fallen and we're on a journey. So if you expect that you have like this conversion and this desire for sanctity, like in two months, then you should stop sinning. Uh, what, what kind of expectation is that? It's an inhuman expectation. Read the lives of the saints. That's not what happened. Read the spiritual writings of the saints. That's not how it works. So he says, the wonder and the beauty of the saints is not that they became sinless. He said, the mark of their lives is that they allow God to make of them whatever he desired moment by moment. That they allow God to make of them and to love them whatever he desired moment by moment. Trusting in his love and his mercy. He says, this is holiness, which is not measured in sinlessness. Does, did the saints grow in virtue and commit less sin? Of course, over the course of their life. That's part of sanctification. 
We become more like Christ. We're growing in virtue. Of course that happens. But the mark and the goal of sanctity is not sinlessness. Do you see how, and certainly that is a selfish goal in some sense. I want to be perfect. I want to be perfect so that I don't fall. I do not like my human poverty. It's a hatred of our humanity in one sense. But no, I want to love God. I want to receive his love and love him in return. And part of that is embracing our human poverty. But this availability to God to allow him to make of us again whatever he wants without interference. And so he, he, he said this sinlessness is a false promise. We have this false promise of like arriving, like I've made it. Look at me. I crossed the finish line. I really don't need the Lord anymore. I don't need his help anymore because I made it. I'm not sinning. Oh my gosh. Like if we think of this, there's so much pride behind that. Again, if you're hearing me say, well, yeah, commit all the sins you want, it's no big deal, you're hearing the wrong thing. It's not permission to sin. Every sin is offense against God. Every mortal sin takes us out of a state of grace and unconfessed that we merit eternal separation from God. Big deal. But the movement of sanctity is a movement of receiving the heart of the Father, loving us as we are. And it pleases God to always be merciful to us. Like it pleases Him to always be merciful to us. We have to be okay with the fact that our relationship with God, and I'm going to say this out loud, you might think like, well, of course, Father, it seems silly. But honestly, many times subconsciously, we're not thinking of this. It's an unequal relationship. It will always be an unequal relationship. And the Lord loves it. It pleases Him to be merciful to us. So, Again, no Barney Jesus, no matter, doesn't, sin doesn't have any consequences, no big deal. Sin's real, has real consequences. Grave sin has grave consequences. But the movement to sanctity, the disposition to sanctity, is one of confidence in God in the midst of my poverty, even in the midst of my sin. And the greatest movement or growth in virtue is to let the Lord love us as we are. And then we're cooperating, we're striving from a place of being loved by God, not proving myself or trying to fix myself or to hide my sin in some way or hating my poverty. When I hate my poverty, I've turned away from looking at the mercy of God because my poverty puts me in a disposition to receive him. Part of St. Paul, the Lord, he's asking the Lord three times, hey, hey, we don't know what the thorn was. We don't know. Take it, take it, take it. And even certain scripture scholars will say three times is, is a number of perfection in the scriptures. So he probably asked him more than three times. He's just saying over and over and over again, Lord, like, if you would just fix this, like, I could really kick some butt for you. Like, really? Because I would be fixed. And we would just be rolling. I wouldn't be sinning anymore. What does the Lord tell him? Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll fix that for you. He says, no. 
my grace, with what is grace? The divine life of God, my life given to you is sufficient for my power is brought to perfection in weakness. The, the growth in sanctity comes from the poverty of spirit. And then the kingdom of God comes flooding in, which is the Holy Trinity in our own souls. And then we begin to grow in virtue much quicker than we could on just trying harder. Again, we gotta hold this intention. Do you need to strive? Yes, but from this disposition of confidence and trust. So I'll close with this, this quote from St. Therese, who, as we know, is kind of the patron saint of all saints day in a certain sense, all of the little ones, all of the little ones, the little way. She says, holiness is not one exercise or another, right? It's not self-reliance. It consists in a disposition of the heart, which renders us humble and little in the hands of God, conscious of our weakness, but confident, even daringly confident in God's goodness. Like if, if we can't trust God to reveal our sin to us, the sin that we need to know and in its proper light and to give us appropriate, uh, appropriate um, conviction for our sin and appropriate repentance, then who can we trust to do that? Like you think that you can muster up appropriate repentance more than God can give to you? No. So we face him, and he will show us what we need to see, both his goodness and his mercy, as well as our sin and appropriate repentance, confident in his mercy. And then we come to him, confessing our sin, knowing that he will forgive us. And then we're filled ever more deeply with his divine grace. And as St. Therese famously says again, when we stumble, when she stumbled, when she committed sin, it just became an opportunity to run to be received by the Lord, to be forgiven, and to move again. So no Barney Jesus, and no uh, striving on my own, no self-reliance and idolatry of self but being rooted as we're moving and striving for holiness from a disposition of accepting my poverty, being loved by God, because what he does is more important than what I do, and then moving from there. And then, brothers and sisters, day by day, little by little, reception of the Holy Eucharist by reception of the Holy Eucharist, act of love by act of love, we are configured by receiving the heart of Christ and his love and mercy to him. And we become saints, glorious and beautiful and holy, even in our poverty and our imperfection. And blessed be the name of the Lord for this call and his grace. Let us be confident in him and trust him at all times. You've been listening to the Christ the King at LSU podcast. If you would like to become a golden giver or learn more about what we do, please visit ctklsu.org.